Hello everybody and welcome to this special Christmas edition of the Lotus Podcast. I am your host Phoenix. And I'm Phoneboy. And Merry Christmas and such. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you believe, don't believe. Um, I figured I'd start things off in a in a real fun way, so here we go. Yeah, I'm not sure what you'd be fun oh my you, you, you never fail to uh, impress we we need to we need to get you a real soundboard though but that's going to involve a real computer and all that stuff but it is and hopefully santa will bring me one yeah that would be nice uh, or but, maybe i'll be my own santa yeah well you never know no yeah. um but uh yeah you know it's a and it's a show about spirituality healing and achieving a higher consciousness but um you know and i think that i think the topic we come up with this for this was is um how do we, those of us who are more enlightened or are, are dealing with um, people in, in, in our lives, especially during the holidays, that uh, might not be as enlightened as Absolutely. we are. And so how do we deal with that? Um, because um, the holidays are, you know, I, I've, I've heard them referred to as the holidays by, by others. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and I and by the way, I, I that I agree that I've never enjoyed the holidays. And in fact, the one of the few holidays I enjoyed immensely was the the Christmas after I graduated college. Um, mm. I was not um, at, at this time. I was living alone. I was not. I, I was not. I mean, I'm, I was uh, kind of. Um, you know, I get. You know, I, I don't know. I think I had that point. I had. I had met my wife, but we weren't. Uh, uh, we weren't together yet uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And, um, and so I spent the holiday alone and, oh my. and honestly, and people tried to get me to, to like join them for holidays and stuff. And I was like, and I kind of was like, no, I'm okay being alone. And I think it was actually, and I mean, I didn't do anything, but I was okay with that. I was so okay with just not having to have any obligations and not having to go anywhere, not having to, um, to, you know, to participate in that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and a part of me is kind of, I kind of want to get back to that. Right. Is that, you know, and, I, and I'm, a, you know, I'm personally at that point in my life where, um, you know, that, that it's going to be that it's empty nest time. Right. Um, or oh, it's, absolutely. yeah. So it's, it's getting to that point, but it's like, okay, so, but do I want it's, and, and I'm not really, I don't know. I'm just, I've just never been into the holidays. I've never been, I've never been that kind of a person. So for me, it's, um, it, the holidays have always been a challenge. So I'm, uh, but yeah, that it's that holiday. I still think back to, and I don't think I did a whole lot and I was okay with it. And I'm very fine with being a, um, you know, it just being a hermit. Kind of a on the hol- yeah. So, but the reality is we can't do that because we have, you know, we're attached to people and we, and we have families and that kind of thing. So, so thus why I we're, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it matters very little. And I know that probably sounds really selfish, but yeah, I'm, I'm not really a holiday person myself. Like I've, I've always tried to kind of do the, do the, what was expected thing as far as, you know, buying presents for, you know, parents, kids, you know, close friends, what have you. And but it's it's kind of like, you know, if I see something and I think, oh, you know, mom would like that or, you know, my friend would like that. I just buy it like throughout the year. I'm not the person who buys something and then sticks it in my closet for eight months because, oh, Christmas is coming. 
I'm more of a, hey, um, I don't just give a shit about you one day a year. Uh, I love the hell out of you every day. So here's a little token of my appreciation for you being in my life or whatever it may be. And, you know, I don't I don't need a special holiday, you know, to uh, to give somebody a gift and basically tell them that they mean something to me. I've just always been really against the commercialization of the holiday. Um, there's definitely some debate in our household over the validity of the holiday due to the fact that, you know, Mary and Joseph were traveling to uh, the Holy Land to pay taxes. And as we all know, tax season is not in December. So that's just my take. No, of course not. But and uh, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that the that the birth of Christ, quote unquote, was not December 25th, but sometime in the summer. Uh, right. And uh, yeah. And, you know, the, the reason they picked that date is because it happened to be um, a pagan festival of some sort, which I don't know. I, I, I that, that makes a lot of sense to me, right, that they would uh, commandeer an existing holiday and say, oh, look, this, uh, you know, the, 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 the savior of the world is born. Um, yeah, precisely. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, if, if you're Christian, if you believe that, you know, by all means, feel free to believe it. I'm not going to try to poo poo on that. That's just my personal you know, speakings within my household. But then again, you know, we have a lot of speakings about a lot of conspiracy stuff. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. Bring a salt and a shot of tequila, quite honestly. Yeah, whatever, and whatever while you you're want. taking that shot of tequila, uh, you can leave us a voicemail at 253-237-3321 and maybe tell us about the best Christmas gift you ever received. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. You've actually, yeah. So I, I, I apparently failed to do all the interest stuff this time. So that's great. Yeah. Leave a, leave a voicemail. Um, and, and actually I should acknowledge since we, we, this, we actually had our first, uh, uh, first donation. Um, so Sharky set up a monthly donation of, it looks like it is. Uh, so thank you Sharky for, for, for doing so. It is, uh, I've got to go, I've now got to go figure out why the PayPal account's not letting me in probably cause I forgot the password or something, but, uh, um, yes, but, thank you so much, Sharky. That yeah. is so so sweet. Yeah, so it is a seven dollar and sixty six cent monthly uh, donation, and I'm I'm Yay. I'm quite happy. Uh, that, that's a nice little Christmas gift. It's a, you know we're it is. Uh, I, I certainly nice little stocking stuffer right there. That's right. You know, so thank you very much for your. Um, um, you know, that's a uh, you know. So we 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 definitely appreciate it. We'll put the we will put the fundage to good use, and. Uh, and yeah, we'll make sure that, uh, you know, we'll make sure that uh, you get that, that you will continue to receive the value that you chose to send to us. Um, we, we certainly appreciate it all. And for those of you who have one of those newfangled podcast apps um, that streams value for value uh, uh, streaming with Satoshi's, then, uh, yeah, you can you can stream us value that way, too. Um, and, Absolutely. Uh, and, and you can call and leave voicemail. You can chat in the IRC. Yep. With, uh, There's yep. many ways you can give back in the value for value model. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, we, we certainly, um, we certainly appreciate it all. And so, uh, yeah, we, um, yeah, we definitely like the, uh, we definitely like having everybody, uh, having everybody here participating with us today. And so it's, uh, um, but yeah, we're recording, you yeah. know, this, we're going to release this at, on Christmas, but you know, we're recording right. this a week before because, you know, we're yeah, the cool kids are, you know, coming in now, you know, some guy has joined, Oh, and then some guy has left. Oh, well, yeah. you know, 
Exactly. But yeah, the cool kids are hanging out, listening live, because that's how we roll. That's right. And I realize it's on a Saturday, but it's the Saturday before. But uh, yeah, so our next step, actually, our next episode is going to be, uh, we're going to do it live uh, after No Agenda on January 2nd. So we're going to go become, we're going to go a day late. We're going big time. Yeah, we might, maybe we'll get on the stream the day before, you know, at our normal time just for fun, but um but uh, but as far as uh, the, an actual oh, show, absolutely, we would not want to disappoint our fans. And That's right. you know, we can we can maybe make it like an impromptu Q and A in the IRC. Yeah, exactly. You know, we can we can be we uh, can we can stream answering some tunes. your yeah, questions awesome. live. That's yeah, right. it's gonna be a party. It will, yeah, it's like a party. You know, just I wish I had the yeah the no agenda meetups. It's like a party. You know, but. Um, yeah, so, um, but yeah, we're going to, so we are going to, um, but yeah, our next, so after new agenda on January 2nd, uh, on a Sunday, we, uh, we're planning to stream live. Um, I am beyond Judy about this. Adam Curry is going to say my name, bitch. Yeah. He said my name a few times, but to say it in the context of what's next on no agenda, that was, that just kind of blew my mind of, oh, I guess we, we went from the little podcast that could, uh, okay, there's a yeah. show title, um, to, uh, oh, there it is. Yeah. There's yeah the, the, the little podcast that could, um, gotta, I gotta write that. Gotta we write. are the little podcast that can. Yeah. 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 That can, that can, I might, I might, even, I might do that instead or could, you know, we'll We'll see which one uh, which one resonates with us after I finish the bottle of wine and we finish the discussion because you know that's the that's a, that's part of the that's part of it. So, um, but well, uh, don't forget. Yes, you can. Yeah, yes, you can. And then of course you have to yes, say you thank can. you. Then you have to say thank you, Satan. But yeah. So you know this is this is what happens when you give a boy a soundboard. So wrong. Yeah. So wrong. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, but, you know. Oh, stewardess, I speak jive. Yeah, of course. And thanks, and thanks, Obama. Yeah, I do have thanks, Obama, which I should probably play. Precisely. That's true. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, this is going to get fun. Um, so, hey, we're we're unscripted tonight. We're going to have so much fun. Are we ever scripted? <laughs> Never. I mean, All right, valid you know, point. Well, tonight, well, I mean, tonight especially because it, because because we've actually because we literally just said, okay, we're going to talk about Christmas stuff, so and how we deal with Christmas. So, um Yeah, because I mean, what can you say on a Christmas show whether it's live or recorded that isn't just so vomitingly cliche that you just kind of click the off button right after the opening credits. So exactly. We figured, you know, we we take a page out of O'Reilly's book, you know, fuck it. We're going live. We're just we're just going to we're just going to see where it goes because yeah, I mean, and I think without getting into the specifics of my situation, it's I think it's this this holiday is going to be quite interesting for me just because um there's a, you know, just be um, like what, it, you know, so, so how do how do you handle that situation? Because there's a lot, because, you know, in the last episode we talked about it, you know, empaths, right. And, you know, there, you're going to be around people that you may not, that you're not nor that it's hard to avoid them because for family obligations and such, you kind of have to be there, but they may not be people that you want to be around for one reason or another, or that you, or you feel their energy. And it's not something that is, you know, whether it's directed to you or not, right? You feel it. And so. Exactly. And, and so. And unfortunately, you know, we don't get to pick our family, so we have to make the best of it. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, and that's, and I think that's, I think that makes the, the holidays, I mean, for me anyway, it makes it difficult because yeah, because of all the family obligations and, you know, all the, you know, the, you know, the, the other, you know, and other obligations that exist during the holidays. Yeah. You have to go be around people that you might not want to be around. And, uh, as a result of that, you end up, uh, you know, you end up having to, um, you end up, it's, it's a stressful and, you know, it's, again, there's a reason why people call it the holidays. Because absolutely, um, you know, and and I'll take it. I'll take a step further, right? I mean, you know, yeah, we went through the. I've got. I still have the questions up here because, of course, we recorded uh, the previous episode just a little little while ago. But um, you know, things like smells, things like lights, things like sounds. Um, you know, I remember that's one of the few things I like about the holidays is I absolutely love driving around and seeing everybody's Christmas decorations and. You know, uh, I, I might go to one of those, you know, drive through light exhibitions once now and again. But it's kind of one of those things. The one we have down here at the baseball stadium, if, if you've seen it once, you've seen it a hundred times. It doesn't really change. The music doesn't really change. You know, the the biggest draw is, is the kettle corn, to be honest. No, well, yeah. And it's and kettle corn is tasty. But um, no, but I, I remember one year we, we, we went and drove out. Um, in, in, you know, to one of the neighborhoods, you know, it's kind of far away, but it was a neighborhood that, you know, we, we went and drove around and found Christmas lights in different, um, you know, different parts of the, you know, the, the area and, you know, not just, pe- you know, and sometimes just in neighborhoods, but, you know, and kind of, you know, they, they had some stuff set up outside kind of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's kind of fun to do that, you know, if it's, if it, especially if it's like people setting up the random stuff that they set up. Right. Uh, and some people set up stuff. And of course you've probably also, you know, I do, I, I wonder all those, um, all of the, um, the, the, the pictures of Christmas lights that said either let's go Brandon or fuck Joe Biden, depending upon how crude you want to be. Uh, I wonder how many people actually did that. Um, to be, to be honest, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure some people I have. Didn't, I haven't seen any, but I can definitely say that would probably be my favorite house to to frequent. There, there is actually a house over by us. Um, the people who own it, they actually have a dummy that looks like he uh, is is hanging. He was hanging Christmas lights and and lost his footing. The ladder tipped over. The lights are hanging, and and he's hanging on by like one arm. It's it's phenomenal. I'll have to take a picture, and uh, then I can get it. Um, put in the show notes so it's it's great i I love the sense of humor around here no i agree yeah it's and and, you know not everything has to be serious right that's the nice you know and it's i think it's yeah i mean there's and and honestly even if you're not religious right i can i i can see the you know i don't know what do you call it i can see the uh you know i don't know the christ you know the christ uh um, you know, decorations and stuff that might be in certain people's yards. I, I, I can see the beauty of it, right? Um, that there is a, that there, that it, it's, it's kind of nice. And honestly, like, so the church that's, I don't know, half mile from my house, uh, that who is parking lot I run through on a, on a, almost a daily basis at this point, um, they have a lot of Christmas decorations up, uh, not only inside the church, but outside the church. Uh, in you know, actually in the parking lot, that's funny. There's a couple trees that, that are out in the middle of the parking lot that have like Christmas ornaments on it. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and they put them out there every year and they, you know, and then, you know, after Christmas they take them down, but, um, right. it's just, I'd it, actually, as much as I'm not religious, you know, I've, I've spoken about the fact of, you know, being Wiccan and whatnot. I would actually kind of like to at least experience a live nativity once in my life. I think that would be really beautiful. 
Oh, yeah. And I think with every religious ceremony, right, no matter what your religion is, there's something about it, right? And, 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 I, and I had this, you know, I, I've, I've, been to, um, I've, I've been to a synagogue a couple of times, um, which, of course, is, you know, for Judaism and in the, the Jewish religion, and I've also done it in Israel. Uh, but there's, there's something about it, and you can kind of, it's like you can kind of feel it, though. And this is, you know, again, getting, being back to an empath, and, and, and you can feel the intentions. You can feel the positive feelings, even if you don't fully understand what's going on. And maybe oh, if you, and if you, even if you don't agree with the, um, I don't know what, I don't know the, the like the words that they use or, or, you know, some of it, you feel the intentions. And I think that's, you know, and that's a show title, by the way, feel the intentions. Um, so uh, I like it. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to have to write that down, but I think that, I think the intentions are, you know, that's, that's what you, um, you know, and I think, and, and that's, you know, we talk about a lot of that, you know, you know, meditation and that kind of thing, or even prayer, whatever. Um, yeah, it's really putting the intentions out into the universe and, and, and actually being, um, you know, and, and I think that's where, you know, I think that's what, you know, whether we call it prayer or something else, that's really what it is, right? We're putting the intentions out in the universe and the universe provides and, and, and the universe is, you know, will give us what we ask for. Uh, perhaps a little, it may not give us exactly what we ask for, but it'll give us what we need based on what we're asking for. It most definitely will will provide does provide on on a daily and i think that's one of the really important things that people need to remember is to you know just thank the universe you know just remember that we are but specks of dust in in the great scheme of things yeah now i wish i had the uh there's 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 the line from bill and ted's excellent adventure where they quote the the song from kansas we're all just dust in the wind, dust dude. Dust in the wind. Yep. Which is I a which is a Kansas Ted. song. Which, yeah. Okay. If I if I yeah, were, if yeah. I were prepared, Sharky's not going to get all these references. Yeah, Sharky's not going to get all these references because Sharky's. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, but you can look up the song by Kansas. Dust but in the we wind. we love Sharky and, and we thank Sharky for being in the blossom with us this yeah, evening. In the blossom, the petals, whatever you want to call it, exactly. Uh, so, um, but I think yeah. So. And I think that's, you know, in, in years past, what I've done with, with the holidays is, of course, again, it just kind of, it's just more grin and bear it. But, um, and, and I need time and, and honestly, I need time to recover from the holidays, honestly, um, because that's, because, yeah, because you, you have to go to so many, you know, I don't know, or even just deal with Christmas day. Right. Uh, and, uh, and deal with, and deal with the, you know, the family obligations. I actually, one year we had, it was funny. We, um, so one year for Christmas, we, um, we were, we were cooking or, you know, we, we're going to start cooking Christmas dinner and the power went out. And, um, and so we ended up, so, the, so we kind of did what, what we ended up doing the Jewish thing because, um, which was go to a Chinese restaurant <laughs> because, um, <laughs> Oh, who knew I was Jewish? Ah, yeah, well, for some reason, the, for some reason, the Chinese restaurant had 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 power. We didn't. Um, that was that was kind of funny, but um, yeah. But uh, so there's, but uh, so you kind of have to roll with the punches, right? So it's like, okay, so yeah, a bunch of stuff went bad that we couldn't eat. So we, you know, we we ate what we could and ended up going to the Chinese restaurant for you know for 
for something later, but, um, that's so, that's so funny. The difference. Cause like here, here in the country, if the power went out, we would just light the grill or, you know, some equivalent of a secondary source of cooking and, and, and we'd still, it may not be what it was originally intended to be, but it'd be a feast. Well, and that's the way to do it. I mean, and I don't know that, I don't know how that would have worked with the turkey, but, um, or whatever it was we were cooking, but yeah. You've never had grilled turkey or smoked turkey? You're missing out. Well, I, I could. Yeah. Um, the funny thing, it's funny because turkey is one of those things that you only eat like around the holidays. Uh, and that's actually something that's evolved for us because it's like, you know, it used to be that we would cook the same meal for Christmas, for, for basically for Thanksgiving and Christmas or, you know, or between my wife and my, and, and my mother-in-law. Uh, that's what get cooked. But at some point they said, well, we'll only do that once. So pick, pick, basically pick a holiday. And then, you know, for the other holiday, we'll do something, you know, simpler kind of thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it, it, Turkey is one of those things that, yeah, that's, I just only tend to eat it during the holidays, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I happily eat, you know, I, 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 I'll grill any kind of meat. I mean, I'm perfectly happy with that. Um, um, if I could, if I knew how to grill a Turkey, I probably would do it, but uh, because um, I, I, I certainly like my drumsticks, uh, you know, that's, then that would be my, you know, cause that's, that's, I usually eat, I usually eat all the stuff off the bone. I'm not so, I'm not so much with the breast meat, which everybody else eats, but give me the skin. Give me the, give me the dark meat. Give me the. Going, going Neanderthalic. That's pretty much it. Yeah. You know, actually, yeah, I remember we, 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 we went to, um, the, we, we, uh, my wife and I went to the Excalibur in, in, in Las Vegas and they did a, um, you know, kind of, they, you know, you, you, they do the jousting thing, right? Now, you know, as, a, as, a, as an event that you go to or whatever. And, um, and, uh, you know, they, they, they serve you, you know, basically like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, it's like a, you know, the, the meat on a, on a, you know, on a, on a, you know, I don't remember if, you know, it's turkey or lamb or something. I don't know the, you know, mutton maybe, I don't know, but the, you know, the, the meat is on a bone and you get your mead right there. It's like, you know, all you, mutton and mead, just feed me mutton and mead all day, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> um, you know, to go with the hookers and blow that, you know, anyway, but that's a, don't forget the rent boys and Chardonnay. That's right. You gotta, gotta have that. Yeah, exactly. Don't forget the rent boys and Chardonnay. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, whatever, whatever, I prefer whatever. the bong hits and bourbon, but that's just me. Well, you can do bong hits and bourbon. Yeah. This is you know, whatever, however, whatever, whatever, whatever you want on the, uh, yeah, the other, the, yeah, and there is a lot of bad energy in Vegas, and that's and oh god, yeah, yeah. Well, they they don't call it Sin City for nothing. I mean, it's it's a uh, well, just from a kind of from a supernatural standpoint, just you know, my personal opinion, the old mob and all the you know negative shit that went down in Vegas, you know, all the bodies that have still yet to be discovered or <laughs> probably will never be discovered. That <clears throat> that in and of itself creates a real a real funky vibe um kind of like a a stank that uh, vegas cannot wash off no don't get me wrong i absolutely love old vegas i love listening to the stories and you know the the way the mob used to be you know back before they all lost their balls oh yeah and that's and actually i would say that you know I know when my wife said she doesn't like to go to the strip, but you go down and, you know, like the old town kind of, you know, it still has some character. It still has some, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's still standing, but uh, Binion's for one is 
one of the great like old Vegas places that you can still go, but the energy in that place just oh holy shit. Yeah, and I think that I think that's true. You know, you know, again, we're talking about um, you know, you know, empath. You know, going going back to the last episode. Um, yeah, places have an energy to them, and. And I'll tell you so. And I'll, so, I, I know this is not holiday related. We're, we've we've kind of gone off the rails, but we do that, right? This is this is a show of rabbit. Well, holes. there's a shock. Yeah, exactly. This is a, this is a show of rabbit holes and uh, and and rat holes and that kind of thing. Uh, but there's a certain energy to places, and and I remember thinking there's an energy like when I go to Israel, right? When I go to Tel Aviv, the city has an energy to it, and it's a very um, almost. Um, well, it's a, it's. I mean, it's it's a generally positive, uh, very high energy kind of place, right? And the um, and it's you know, I, I mean, if you look at it, you know, there's 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 a lot of, uh, you know, I won't say that there's a lot of bad stuff, but it's not you know, it's not like a clean, pristine city. I'll say that, um, but it's it's a very real city. But if but the energy there just it's just amazing. Uh, New York is probably the one place I've been that's the closest to it, but it's not exactly the same. New York's got this weird vibe that is. Um, it's electric, but it's also kind of creepy. Yes. I've been to New York and I totally get that. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember going. So, um, so our office used to be, I don't know, probably three or four blocks off of Times Square. Um, oh, shit. That's cool. Yeah. So, so I've been, so I've been to Times Square a few times, right? And, and you want to talk about just like any time of the day you go to Times Square, it's lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. Um, okay. Well, I had, and I had, I, I, had to I would say, imagine it would, I would imagine it would be uh, like Tokyo. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that, you know, there's, there's, there's a few, there's like a few block area. Now they've also changed it since I've been, since, um, since I started going there because, um, that's right around where, cause it's, um, I want to say it's seventh Avenue and Broadway kind of, kind of merge or forks off or whatever. And so they've kind of, they've made it it largely there's they, one of the streets has been blocked off and the others they've kind of turned it into pedestrian area. So you can kind of walk, you can walk through it a bit easier. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, but anyway, it's just, but it's just, it's just lit up and it's just, the, yeah, the, the energy there, it's, it's a high energy, but there's something just kind of sinister or somebody weird about it, I guess. Um, like an undertone. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and again, you can just, and, and, it's, and it's not anything that, you know, if you're not an empath, I don't know that you can feel it necessarily the same way, but it's, but the way I, it's just, it's like, I kind of like going there, but only in small, you know, only in small quantities, I think. Because moderation or, is definitely your yeah. friend as an empath. Yes. So I, I like going there, but, it, but yeah, and, and I don't, and, and I'm wondering, you know, I mean, I don't know why people go there for new years because that place is just, you know, people just, you know, I don't know, flock around there and go watch the ball drop. Like, yeah, whatever it's, yeah. First of all, it's probably like, you know, 10 degrees outside or, you know, uh, 10 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, by the way, which is, uh, I don't know, minus uh, 15 Celsius. I don't know, whatever the, yeah, I don't know. It's cold. <laughs> just know that. Um, and uh, yeah. And I mean, you're really, you know, <coughs> If I want to get completely shit faced and see some sparkly shit go down a big old fucking rope, uh, I can watch it on, uh, you know, Dick Clark's Rock and Eve or whatever the fuck it's become. Ryan Seacrest. I don't even know. Yeah, because you, yeah, you can tell uh, how often I actually watch the ball drop. Yeah, well, yeah, because unfortunately it's, uh, yeah, I think Dick Clark has uh, passed away now or 
or you know, or if he's, yeah, he has. Yeah, um, he, he had. I don't know. What would he have like ALS or something like that? Um, he had. He had something. Oh that, man, I don't even know. I yeah. can't even remember, but it was really sad. I, I think he had had a stroke. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, something like that. Before he passed, and it was really sad because, and and I know you know showbiz is showbiz, but he just had this amazing vibe and energy about him. Anytime you watch that show, you just really got into. It, it was just, it was awesome. And then like to, they, they really tried to hang him on as long as they could after the fact. And it was just so hard to see him and, and just the life had drained out of his eyes. And it was so sad to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dick Clark was always a good, you know, he, he understood the power of media and I think used it in a way that was generally positive. For the, for the most part. I mean, it's as positive as you can use it, right? I mean, you know, because I, I remember him from, because I mean, I was a game show nut as a kid, right? So I'd always watch the, right. you know, the, you know, the $25,000 pyramid. Of course, back then it was. Oh my uh, God, I so did. Yeah. I mean, it, and by the way. Wasn't like, it like 10000 back well, then? Well, it was, if you go back far enough, yeah, it was, yeah. The original, like in the, like in the early seventies, um, mm-hmm. there was, um, no, no, no. But I mean, and by the way, like the original theme for that show was actually really cool. Um, it was it was actually kind of funky. Um, but, you know, of course, they've, of course, they've, you know, they updated it or whatever. I don't know. I could, I could do a whole I can do a whole fucking podcast about game shows and and uh, and all of that, uh, because that was I uh, would definitely love to be on that panel. Yeah, exactly. And because and, uh, because that's because that's what I because and I think why I liked game. Yeah. So, yeah, we're really going down rabbit holes here. So uh, I, I think the reason I liked game shows as a kid, it's a wild sleigh ride. It is a very wild sleigh ride. Um, but I think the reason I liked game shows was, um, that people were really, when they won, they were very happy. And yeah, it was genuine. It was genuine. I mean, yeah. It, it was funny because, you know, now I found, you know, with some of these game shows later, right. That, you found out that maybe, maybe they didn't get the prizes or whatever. Cause there was, there was a show that was, so there was an, so uh, here's a story. Uh, and yeah, we're going down even more rabbit holes. Um, there was a show called pitfall. I think is the name of the show. Uh, it was, it was, I remember that show. So it was, yeah, it was Alex Trebek was the host and it was actually filmed in Canada, I think. And, uh, and they, um, and it, and at near the end of their run, which I, I think, I think the show lasted a year or something like that. This was, this was like in the early eighties. Um, the production company ran out of money. And so the people that won the prizes didn't end up getting their prizes because they what did, the hell? Yeah. Because they literally ran out of money and they didn't. So, um, damn. Yeah. So I feel sorry for the people, but, um, you know, and Alex Trebek's another one of those guys that, uh, you know, has been around a while and, you know, Dick Clark kind of, you know, kind of the same thing, right? We're, we're going down, um, yeah, multiple exactly. rabbit holes, but, but, you know, these are people that, really yeah that you know that i think that understood you know that that used the medium in a, in a in a way that i think was overall positive and didn't um try and you know because i mean and we we know this from from no agenda right that you can use the media to your advantage and it comes back to you know, it comes back to bite you and you know uh in many ways and i think that you know i think we're seeing that with social media these days right is that people are trying to use social right. media in a, in a negative way and it comes back, but you know what? That's just karma and karma's a bitch. If you, if you, if you mess with it the wrong way. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, and I think it's you know. So anyway, we've we've gone down a huge rabbit hole. Uh, it has nothing to do with the holidays, by the way. Except, uh, except we that's say, the most fun. That's what we always do. We go down these little side streets. That's right. And sometimes sometimes we take some some turns. But um, and yeah, and 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 that's and yeah during the I don't know during the holidays and stuff. Um, the uh, yeah that but yeah that we yeah, we started with Dick Clark you know because because that, that's one of those quintessential holiday things is watching his New Year's Rock and Eve which is now Ryan Seacrest and I think and it's funny because Ryan Seacrest kind of strikes me as a um, as somebody very similar to Dick Clark he's maybe maybe the spirit of Dick Clark is now inhabiting Ryan Seacrest or something I don't know I don't know I, I wouldn't go that fucking far uh, he does not really touch me in a special place he does not have near the energy that dick clark had no but i think he's i well no he's no he's not the same right because dick clark knew right i mean i don't know i think there's something to him and i and i and actually even i think um there was a, I, I was listening to uh mike rose podcast the way i heard it i think he had a couple of stories about dick clark um and, uh, and, you know, and he's, he, de- yeah, he's definitely a, like a one, he's like a, you know, you know, one in a million kind of person, right? Uh, oh, com- we have truly had so many one in a million people that you just look back and you go, wow, I am so lucky that I lived in the same time as this person, you know, Carlin, Williams, you know, Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, Sam Kinison, dear God. I, I mean, he was, it okay, was, okay, 80s, okay, I have to, I have to I play, you, you realize I now have to play the Sam Kinison clip, right? I do. There was a reason I did that. Okay. I have a motive. Okay, of course you do. Say it! Say it! Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, through the power, you know, here, here's the thing though. This is so for the, for the younger, for the younger people in the audience here, um, you guys have the benefit of being able to, to access all of this stuff, you know, just kind of at rant, you know, it's like it, it, it ad infinitum on YouTube or whatever. Right. You know, when it was on for us, it was, you know, it was, we, we missed it and that was it. Right. Um, you know, I and mean, that's another thing that youth uh, does not, unless, you know, they had cool ass fucking parents, not ready for primetime players. I mean, Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, Gilda Radner. I mean, the lot, John Belushi, these were people who did not have to use one cuss word, and yet you were on the floor gasping for breath. You were laughing so hard. Oh yeah. Um, well, they well they weren't allowed to because of the FCC rules, right? And this, as we we learned the seven dirty words from George Carlin, of course, right? Which I, as yes, we did. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, then of course there's all the 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 dirty variations that you're not allowed to say. So it's more than just seven dirty words. It's the, um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, the, 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 the mind expansion. And I think it's also just, you know, I think there's a problem with comedy in general, right? Is that, that, um, comedy isn't funny anymore. Yeah. Because you can't you know? challenge convention because you're not allowed to be edgy because you're not allowed to say the shit that. Yeah. Our- because God forbid, you're not fucking politically correct. You're, you know, not woke. You're not this, you're not that, you know, you know, dear God, if you, you know, <sighs> It, it, oh, speaking of Christmas, you know, it, this Santa baby shit, people getting all up their asses over the Santa baby song. There's not a fucking thing wrong. If you really stop and listen to that song, you know, it's quite romantic, but you've got all these woke ass fuckers out there who are crying in their fucking Cheerios about, oh, he's being abusive and da 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 da. It's like, you know what, cunt cake, go, go sit over there and, and think about what you've done. 
or get over it, as the saying goes. Um, which, yeah, precisely. Yeah, because look, I, mean, I don't know. I'm I'm one of those people that is live and let live, and I don't know if you're if you really if you offend me, you have to work really hard because I I mean I just let a lot of stuff go because that just doesn't bother me. But uh, it it takes a lot to offend me, and. You know, I've I've wanted to say it for the longest time, but all these people who are trying to change the way shit is, you know, rewrite songs because we have to be more woke, you know, taking Aunt Jemima because, oh, it's racist. I, I just say, you know, first, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. Exactly. So there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> You know, kind of go precisely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and uh, of course, also. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Yeah, that too, right? <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, exactly. We're we're all surrounded by assholes. Um, yes, we are. Uh, well, I guess I, sh- I guess maybe surrounded by assholes might be a show title. I don't know. I have to might have to write that down on the list here. Uh, Not sure that would fly, but well, we might be. We might do. We might we might do it by a holes. Because that will fly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, we can, we can, we can, of course, discuss all that. But yeah, I think you know, God, I kind of. So I think going back to the, you know, again, getting back to sort of just dealing with the holiday stuff. It's, you know, again, I think everybody has to figure out what what they're willing to tolerate and be okay with saying no to stuff. And and I haven't been, but I think this is something that you know that 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 I'm feeling like I, that I'm going to need to do this year is, is say no to some stuff. Um, fortunately, Absolutely. I don't think, I don't think there's a ton of stuff that I have to worry about um, this year. At least I'm not, at least I'm not, um, I'm not so worried about it. I know that like my wife is going to a bunch of holiday parties that I'm just like, yeah, uh, no, thanks. I'm not, I'm not going. Right. Um, family stuff's a little bit harder to duck out of. Now, one thing I will talk about though, that's I think related to the holidays. And this is, this is more personal to me is the uh is food uh because i eat a certain way and it's not the way that my family eats and it's uh and again it's it's part of my own health journey it's really me saying these are the things i'm willing to you know this is what i want to eat uh most of the time now during the holidays there are things that are only that only show up you know that once a year right so so then the question becomes please don't say fruit cake no, I don't. We, we no. I have not seen a fruitcake, and I don't even remember the last time I saw a a a a, um, a, a, a fruitcake. But what I did see is um, you live on the left coast. Walk out your front door. Well, <laughs> okay, valid point. <laughs> All right, I walked into that one. This is a scam. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is the, that's a scam. And thank and, you. And you know, got to do that too, right? Um, so, yeah, there's fruit. Yeah, I basically live in the land of fruitcakes, and I think I have to write land of fruitcakes. I think I have to write land of fruitcakes and as, as a show title just because I because I said it. Um, there uh, you go. Yeah. So land of fruitcakes is a is a is a is definitely a thing. Um, but uh, this is not uh, it's not. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, there's no um, but yeah, we're not served fruitcakes, but there's going to be food that's served that you may not eat. Because of whatever your diet, you know, whatever diet you 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 subscribe to, not everybody else is going to do that. So then you, so then the question is, do you eat it or do you not eat it, or do you? And how much of it do you have, right? Because let's put it this way, right? 
and I think and I think Vinny Tortorich actually says this correctly. He says, "Look, I'm not going to tell somebody that I'm not I'm not going to be you know all uh, militant about what I what I do and don't eat, um, but I'm not going to sit there and eat a ton of it either." Because, you know, he... And yeah, he, it's, it's about moderation. Well, but I don't think... But people can't... There's certain things that people can't moderate. So there are certain things I still won't eat, but there are things that I will have a little bit of, right? You might... Maybe I'll have a, maybe I'll have a bite of something or a couple of bites of something. That's okay. That's Yeah, not, and it's about knowing that you have that issue. You know, if you know that if you have that one bite of, you know, the, the bread pudding, you're going to eat half the pan... You don't have that bite of bread pudding. You you recognize that this is a trigger for you that will trigger your ass to eat your, you know, <laughs> way too much. So um, you just, you, you have to self-moderate, you know? Well, well, you have to know what you can get away with. And, and also you have to realize that after that, you get back on the, get back on the rails, whatever that is. And uh, yeah, don't. Don't hate yourself. You know, okay, it was the holidays. Pretty much everybody falls off the wagon <clears throat> to some degree during the holidays. Forgive yourself because all the hard work that you put in, no matter if it was a day, a month, or six months or more that you've been doing this, everybody makes mistakes. It's, it's you're human. Don't, well, you know, and that was a lot of where I had a problem was when I was doing the keto, uh, it would be a small stumble and I would beat myself up for it and then be, you know, 10 times more strict. And then I finally realized that I just had stopped trying. I just gave up altogether because one slip became a bigger slip and then it was cheat days and it just went off, went off the rails very quickly. And I, I, you know, I'm working on getting back on, you yeah. know, with your help, phone boy, you know, <clears throat> I've cut my sugar intake uh, dramatically. Uh, matter of fact, at the beginning of the previous show, I was just finishing my Dunkin Donuts coffee, which literally is just coffee and heavy cream now. No sugar whatsoever. Uh, for three weeks, I've been doing that. And I had slowly started to, you know, instead of drinking the Java Monsters and uh, Monsters in general, I switched to the Zero Sugar, and I'm slowly weaning those off. So, yeah, I mean, there's, it's it's about, you know, resolve, but it's also about, you know, forgive yourself, understand you're human. You know, if you, if you know that you can have that one cookie, that one, you know, small dessert, whatever, and still look yourself in the mirror in the morning and be okay with who you are, then then you're good. Yeah. And and if not, then you recognize that. And again, you know, you don't beat yourself up because weight loss is one of the hardest things that anyone will ever undertake. And succeed or fail is all in how you approach it mentally. Yeah, exactly. And not beating yourself up for not being, you know. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I have a clip to play in response to all that. It's a step in the right direction after all. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we love Miss Angela. Yes, we, we do. We hear her on all the crossovers that we have. Yeah, exactly. It's, Wonderful drop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Disney movie from the 60s. Um, 
yeah, cutting sugar makes a huge difference. But and, and, and yeah, and I think that's the, the you know, with any sort of dietary, whatever your dietary approach is, you're going to have days where you deviate. You're going to have times where you deviate either accidentally or on purpose or let's let's put it this way. I mean, how many times are you going to have, you know, caraway puffs is a great example, right? Something my mother-in-law makes uh, usually during the holidays. Yeah, she only makes caraway puffs during the holidays. If I have one during the holidays, it's not going to kill me, right? Um, now, if I eat, you know, if I eat them every day, maybe not so great, right? Because it, because it's bread. But um, if I have one during the holidays, right. no big deal, right? Um, but you have to know your limits, right? There are going to be some things that it's like, okay, if I eat a Dorito, I'm going to eat the whole fucking bag. And, uh, you know, that's just, and so I don't eat Doritos because, yeah, that, and because then you feel, then you feel like garbage and all that stuff. So um, you got to know yeah, where your limits Quite gotta, frankly, as delicious as Doritos are, all they are is fucking garbage. Yes, they are. And in fact, if you learn how they're made, you would you would never want to eat them because and it was funny because actually I think it was a 99% invisible episode that I think talked about Doritos and that they were originally like you know like they were almost they were they, you know they they had some sort of a you know the seasoning on them was not you know I don't know because like corn chips aren't all that exciting right but then you add this um you add this, uh, you know, I don't know, you add this other stuff onto it. It's uh, it's it's crack. It's it's just yellow crack. Yeah, yeah it's it's just yeah, yellow crack. All right. I'm writing that down as a show title, too, uh, because that's, you know, because you got to do that. Uh, so now um, Kiwi Blade in the in the in, in our in our room here says that willpower is absolutely essential. I I'm going to disagree with that. And I'll tell you why, um, because there are. Yeah, I think there's a certain amount of willpower that goes on. But here's the thing. You don't have infinite willpower. The what you do, and this is, you know, again, this is, um, this gets back to just, you know, sort of good advice, right? Is you want to make the default, whatever, whatever it is you're doing in your life, you want to make the default choices to be the easy and right thing. So if I'm trying to, um, if I want to eat a, a certain way, I want to remove all of the choices in my house, if, if, if I can do it possibly, right? I want to remove all the choices of that are bad and only have the things I want in there. So that when I'm hungry, the only things I can eat very easily are the stuff that I should be eating. And now we can argue about whether you're making the right choices or not. That's a whole different discussion. But a lot of it comes down, if you want will put, you know, yeah, so but- you can't, you can't, willpower is not infinite, right? Willpower is something that... Um, Will only no, take but I you don't so think far. That, I don't think that's what Kiwi was saying. I mean, and please feel free, you know, to to answer to this Kiwi. Um, I, I I think more what Kiwi was saying was it's not necessarily about willpower being infinite, but willpower does have some degree of uh, responsibility for whether or not there is success. Because, like you were saying, you know, if the only thing you have to eat is the stuff you're supposed to be eating. Um, then obviously, you know, you're, you're not going to eat the shit that you shouldn't be, but at the same point in time, and, or at least this is the way I see it, you exercised willpower in changing out those foods for what you're supposed to be eating and not just left it to chance, so to speak. Well, yeah, you have to know, yeah, you, you have to know what the limits of your willpower are because there are, there are things that are an addiction, right? And not only does that apply to drugs, it applies to food. Food is also a substance, I guess. It also applies to people. 
But um, food, in a sense, honestly, you know, uh, uh, along the lines of the sugar discussion we were having, that is sugar is truly it's it's a chemical response that your body has. Your body becomes addicted. So you almost could make the connection between sugar being a drug. Yeah, well, and, and 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 I mean it is. I mean that what you know, and, and you know, there's that whole clip. I wish I had it. I mean, I well, I do have it. Um, okay, so now I'm going to look it up because because I because I do have it. Let's see if I can let's see if I can I can pull it from my own site because I because I have this wonderful site. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, that, that 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 you know the ringtone site, right? And I can I can actually play this even though I don't have it on the soundboard. I can actually I should actually just have this site loaded. Now I wonder if it'll play through the through the system here, but. Uh, this, this is, of course, the the Oreos are as addictive as cocaine clip, right? Uh, which, of course, we ha- which, of course, I have to play now. Uh, it's interesting. I have had Oreos and uh, not addicted. So my question, okay, so my question is, did anybody hear that? And I'm going to actually go look and see because I didn't hear it on the soundboard. I don't think you did either, but but uh i did not okay but so the people on the stream can say if they did or not because my default sound i think is the um is uh, my default sound uh is actually the the virtual one that goes to the stream so uh, but oreos are in fact as addictive as cocaine and uh yeah so sharky she, said he heard it yes or she i'm not sure if you're a he or she sharky sorry about that yeah yeah apparently everyone heard it except good for us yay yeah it's just amazing yeah so i gotta figure i gotta figure all this uh audio all this audio science i don't understand uh, we're still working out the bugs we are okay, still working he's a he so yes yeah. he heard yeah it. we we, uh, we don't want to we, we don't want to assume anybody's gender no, absolutely not. If we misappropriate you, just let us know. We're not trying. We're, we're seriously not trying to be. Um, yeah, my yeah my my uh, yeah my gender is a podcaster. I don't know. Um, I identify as a microphone. Yeah, I identify as a microphone. Okay, and I'm writing down identify as a microphone as a potential show title. Because uh, because I because I got I, I like I like that. Uh, I've, I've, we've got lots of uh, we've got lots of show titles for this one, um, and even though the show's yeah, only we're been, we're just full of them. Yeah, we're just full of weird, random stuff. Full that, of something. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. So anyway, we we've got all the yeah. So uh, um, regardless, I think it's um, with the, yeah. So I, you have to know your limits and and understand that your inf- your willpower is not infinite, and you want to make the, that in general, you want to make the choices that the default choice is to be simple and easy so that you always make them. And that's whether that's talking about food or any other habit, right? And I could talk about um, some of the books I've read, like the Tiny Habits book or the um, or um, Atomic Habits, uh, uh, James Clear's book or the or the the Tiny Habits, which I think is B.J. Fogg's book. But they, they both kind of do the same thing, right? Just make the make the choice that you want the the default and simple, simple and easy choice to make, uh, reduce the barriers to making the right choice. And so now during the holidays, that's really hard now, but here's the thing, right? You know, as, as, as Vinnie Tortorich likes to say, put some life into living, right? And that means every once in a while, yeah, you're going to have something that's, that's, um, you know, that's a little off the rails and you make that choice, right? So like during the holidays, I know like you're going to have, you know, that there, there's certain dishes or certain things that you're going to have some of that you wouldn't normally have. And you know what? That's okay. But just don't let it turn into a, a day bender, a week bender, a month bender, a year bender. You know, that's, that's how you end up, you know, you know, to, uh, yeah, precisely. That's what we were talking about. You know, don't let a stumble become a broken leg when it could have just been an abrasion. 
Exactly. So we all make mistakes. I mean, I had a, you know, earlier this week, I went out for, uh, I went out for drinks with, uh, with some, with some work colleagues and yeah, I mean, I, um, and, and yeah, I, 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 I drank some stuff that I don't normally drink, but you know what? I didn't feel bad about it. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I looked, I mean, I looked at how much sugar was in it. I'm like, all right, well, that was maybe not the best choice, but okay. I'm not going to beat myself up over it next day. Things are going to be fine. So, um, that's okay. It's a, you, you make the, but you, you realize that you're going to make mistakes. You're, if you if you decide to get rid of sugar out of your life, there's you're going to have sugar at some point in you, in the future, whether you do it intentionally or not. You're going to have sugar at some point in your life. Just get over it and move on, and don't and don't get don't stress out over it. Don't don't get into this exactly. Yeah. So, um, and I say that with the holidays too, there's going to be lots of activities that you're probably going to undertake during the holidays that you may not want to undertake that, that, you know, that just don't beat yourself up over it, get over it and, you know, move on, you know, the next day, you don't have to, you, you don't have to be in a fugue about it or whatever, just, just, uh, you know, move, you know, so if you have to do some stuff, yeah, you, you deal with it and move on, but, um, but uh, don't, uh, you know, but, but yeah, but also just avoid it if you can, you know, if you can't avoid it, then. Yeah, it's the way it goes. But, uh, but yeah, I don't think there's much you can say there. Uh, no, I I agree completely. You know, the the holidays are are really easy to um to fall off the wagon. Uh, it just depends on how far you fall. And you know, some people are awesome. I've actually known people who lost weight during the holidays because of the fact that you know they had call it willpower or fortitude or whatever you want to call it where you know they could literally look at the pie and go okay i will literally have like a spoon of it or you know some other you know the mashed potatoes you know you could have a fork full instead of a half a plate full so i've you know i've known people that lose weight during the holidays i'm not that person but then again uh, I'm also the person who is the cause of all of the nom noms, yeah. <laughs> if you will, because I love to bake and I just love to cook in general. You know, I do have amongst uh, some of the other hats that I've worn, I do have a culinary background. Uh, I did go to culinary school, University of Tennessee, woo -woo, go Vols. And I just absolutely, I love food, you know, I mean... Truly, I love food. Well, who, who I love does... growing it. <laughs> I love growing it. I love raising it. Um, you know, there's no secret. I have a whole bunch of chickens and a turkey, and it just brings me a lot of joy to go and feed them and bring them water and see the eggs that you know they've laid. And I, I do. I always um, thank my chickens for the eggs that they gave me because even though it's a natural process and whatever, it's much like when you, you know, dispatch an animal for food, you know, you, you thank that animal for giving its life for, you know, the, the ability for you to eat. So it's, it's very circular. Yeah. And I think, I think we all have to realize that, yeah, it is a circle of life, right? That, that, uh, whatever we, um, that whatever you eat, whether it's plants or animals, it's a living being that died. Um, and, um, and yeah, if, and if they die, you should honor that by, um, you know, at, at least, at least getting some substance out of it. But, you know, I'm not saying, uh, and, and I, and 
you know, and I'm all for minimizing suffering and needless killing. And actually there's a, Oh, completely. Yeah. And yeah, there's, um, so Vinnie Tortorich's upcoming, uh, documentary, uh, called, uh, beyond impossible. He actually shows what farmers go through to harvest mm-hmm. plants. Oh, wow. And, and I recommend, and, and I, I mean, you know, he's described it several times on his podcast, but, and I've, I've actually uh, pre-ordered this movie and I, I, I highly recommend that. So this comes out on January 11th. That's current. They, they focus it on iTunes initially. So if you, if you're not, you, you're not an Apple person, you, you can't see it right away, but I presume it'll be on other platforms at some point. But, um, mm-hmm. but he showed, you know, I mean, among other things, he, he, he shows like, okay, you, you think that you're not killing animals by eating plants? You are, and here's exactly what, you know, you know, from a farmer, you know, he, he shows some clips from a farmer and what they have to do to ensure that the plants that you eat don't get eaten by an animal or something else. So, and it turned, and, and, and by the way, all of those animals that get killed don't get eaten. They just get needlessly killed. Whereas if you're killing, if you're killing, a cow to eat it you're killing a cow you know and you're and, and yeah you're killing a cow for sure but you are you are you are doing so with the intention of eating the whole thing hopefully or the whole thing ultimately gets used somehow right and some of it mm-hmm. is you know some of it is uh, used to eat and some of it is used for other things but the reality is that whole animal gets used and so there's a so the the suffering isn't needless whereas if I'm killing a if I'm killing a a hog or a razorback or something in a field that I'm about to plow because of a you know for um, then what happens yeah, but to there that? There's not a reason why that <clears throat> there's not a reason why that that hog couldn't be after you know it being dispatched couldn't be you know used for meat. There's you know plenty of uses even if it was simply to feed another animal like you know your dog or something like that yeah my point is is, my point is is not though exactly and and that's the problem is that you know the intent is not the right intent um as far as the farmers you know i i understand they're protecting their crops and whatnot but you know you would think that a farmer would have the foresight to go hey this is another way i can feed my family is if it's you know a hog or a a deer or something like that. Yeah. But the reality is that's not happening for the most part. And so, you know, when well, you maybe st- all those, uh, maybe all those people who are spending so much time pissing and moaning about changing song lyrics and taking down national monuments could put their efforts to good use. Like, you know, change the way that farmers are protecting their crops use the meat stop the waste yeah or you know but i mean i mean the whole farming practices need to change right because and and again we're this is this is way off topic of christmas but uh, but i think it's but but i still think it's um it falls under the category of the christmas feast you know you got vegetables on your table you got meat on your table during your christmas feast so you know. Okay, so it's so it's so so it's at least a, a related rattle, nothing else. But uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think we should all be concerned where our food comes from and how it's grown and and all of that, and we can do so much better, right? Is that and that 
that's a disconnection, I think, too, um, on the part of parents to some degree. Because, um, I mean, I'm, I'm tired of people putting every fucking thing on schools. It's not, you know, it starts at home. You know, if, if you took the uh, if you took on the responsibility of, you know, having the kid, you ought to take on the responsibility of properly raising him and not expect the school to do it for you. But in that regard, um, yeah, I really think that um, that should be something young kids in school are introduced to. I mean, not, you know, young where it's going to scar them, but, you know, at, at some point where their maturity level is high enough for them to understand that, you know, this is a pig. This is bacon. This comes from this animal. This animal gave its life so you could have a damn fine breakfast, you know? Well, I, I mean, follow it down the line. Well, like, I had I had a contractor come, and he had his kids and his wife with him. And we had, I think, at least two, if not all three of the turkeys, uh, of which we still only have one. But um, these kids had never seen a turkey or a chicken. I know they had never seen a turkey, but they were completely blown away by the fact of this is what you eat. This is where eggs come from. This is this, this is that. And after they left, I just kind of looked at my husband like, what in the actual fuck? How is it that there's such a disconnect that kids have no idea that, you know, bacon or steak or chicken or whatever, it doesn't just come from the supermarket. There's not a magical little grocery fairy that, you know, flies over every grocery store and sprinkles her magic and magically, you know, the meat is replenished and the vegetables are replenished. There are hardworking men and women out there who are busting their ass to raise these animals grow those vegetables and yeah sometimes what they have to do to ensure that it gets to your table is ugly it sucks but it's the truth and i really think that kids should know you know that yeah you know there's animals here that they yes it's their purpose but honor that animal don't waste food you know just be educated well, yeah. Sorry, rant, but that's me. Well, no, but but it, but it, and I mean, honor the food. I mean, because I would take it a step further and say, look, that because I because I've, I've made the joke that plant lives matter, right? I mean, we we, we joke about black lives mattering, but <laughs> absolutely. But uh, but I would call it plant lives matter because plants, and I and I and I, and I believe this. I mean, and I and I and I don't think that's and, and I don't think it's even a, a crazy belief to think that is that plants they're maybe not sentient in the way that animals and humans are but they have they are also aware and they act in ways and in fact you know the, the way that they do so you know unlike an animal which can which has you know which can run away from us right and uh, pr you know protect itself in different ways plants are kind of stuck in the ground so what do they do uh, you know, they commit, they do biochemical warfare on the, the things that are trying to eat it. So, mm -hmm. um, but there's, but they're sentient and, and some, you know, think about the Venus flytrap, right? It's a great example of a plant that. Exactly. Yeah. So it reacts to the environment. It does, you know, it, 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 um, it consumes things that end up in its, uh, in, in its grasp. Um, As do pitcher plants. Yeah, exactly. Quite honestly, those are, those are very interesting. Yeah. So I'm, so I, I think plants are, uh, 
you know, I won't say plants are people too, but plants are, plants are life forms that Mm -hmm. honestly should be honored the same way that, you know, the, the reality, this, they should be honored the same way that we, that we value human and animal life. So in that context, you know, that's where, you know, that's where I, my, my philosophy of that, we, whatever we eat, right, we should, you know, because we're, we're eating something that was previously alive that's now dead. We've right. killed it. Or maybe it, you know, I mean, because rarely, you, you know, I don't know, fruit is kind of a, one of those things that it drops off the vine kind of, you know, it, 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 it hopefully will turn into a new tree, but it often, but it doesn't often do that. But ultimately it's, it's dead plant material we're eating. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so whatever it is we eat, that we should honor it and not waste it. And that's, you know, and I've heard the statistic that like half the food in this country is wasted. And yeah, it's a large amount. Yeah. And it's disgusting, especially when there's parts of the world that where people are starving. People are starving. Mm-hmm. And we've, and we're wasting half of our food. We're a large fucking country. We're arrogant. And uh, no, seriously, like yeah. as, as Americans, we are some of the most self-righteous, arrogant pieces of shit on the entire planet. We just think that we are above it all. And when it comes to consumption, we're some of the worst because unless you grew up and you didn't have enough to eat or, you know, you grew up like, you know, my family where, you know, you farmed and you raised animals to put in the freezer and you learned how to do preserving and, you know, smoking and things like that. Because that was just a way of life. You know, I, I come from an Eastern European uh, lineage as well as my Royal Scottish lineage. Yeah, what a friggin' mix that was. But, you know, I, this is what it was growing up. You know, you went and you cut down the field in July. You got the hay because that's what was feeding the cows that were giving you the milk and that were, you know, eventually going to end up on your plate as dinner. You know, and waste. No, there was no waste because you realize from a young age the value of the food that you were putting in your mouth because it wasn't just running to the grocery store to pick up dinner. It was literally putting in the blood, sweat and tears from, you know, being pretty much as as soon as you could walk, you know, you were you were starting to you know, have the chores of taking care of the animals and, you know, tending to the crops. And I can tell you the, the garden that my grandmother had at her house, because uh, my father, it was his mother, and she had like 86 acres and a family of eight, seven or eight. So, yeah, there wasn't just run to the grocery store because they lived way out in the country. It was easily an hour to the nearest grocery store. So there wasn't, you know, run for a loaf of bread. It was baking the bread. It was, you know, raising the meat and collecting the eggs and all the things that went into running a successful farm. And it wasn't a farm for profit. It was a farm for survival. Yeah. And that's, that's very different, right? And people are very disconnected um, about where their food comes from, what, what goes into it. 
And I think if people realize that now, and, and I granted, I've have never been on, you know what I mean? I've, I've maybe been on a farm a couple of times, but I've never farmed. Right. I've, I, I barely, you know, I mean the, the closest I've come as, um, you know, I, you know, we got, we've got some fruit in our, in our, you know, in our yard. Right. I mean, when we, when we moved into this house, there was a strawberry patch and it still grows some strawberries. It doesn't grow as many as it used mm-hmm. to, but, um, but you know, but you know, there's blackberries, they grow around here like fucking weeds. I mean, they're, it's amazing how many, right. um, so, but at the same time, yeah, it's like when you realize that your food has to come from somewhere and somebody has to, um, has to, has to, uh, you know, has to, you know, do it. And, and, and you see the process at least, and, you know, and I've seen the pro, you know, and I've, you know, I've watched enough of these videos to understand how, you know, a cow gets to your table basically on a, you know, is a steak, right? I, I get it. Right. I've, I haven't right, done, exactly. I haven't done the process, but I realized that everybody in that process is, is, you know, trying to do the right thing. And in some cases, right. The, like the, we get, we can get into like the, the way that the, that like the, the, the farm subsidies work and all that stuff, right. Is that it is the wrong behavior is being subsidized. And, and I think there's actually something that, that uh, we can, that once you realize how food, how it gets to your table, I think everybody that's listening to this, whether it's live or recorded, is going to think about this differently. They're going to want to think about this differently. Uh, and, and yeah, you don't yeah, have... Yeah, I mean, I really hope this, yeah. if this changes even one person's outlook on, <clears throat> you know, what's really going on out there, you know, in the world, you know, the struggle that people like, you know, Farmer Todd and, uh, you know, other farmers and, you know, well-rounded people um, are going through with, you know, inflation and all of the government shenanigans. And believe me, they are multiple. But, uh, yeah, we're not going to cross into uh, Beyond the Schemes territory tonight. We're, we're, we're just going gonna to skirt the edge of... Uh, of that shit. And and to be honest, if you really want to understand what it is, um there is actually a thing uh, by a man called Paul Harvey and it's called God created a farmer. It's amazing. It, it'll bring a tear to your eye. Because it really talks about what it is to do it day after day. It's your whole life. And there's a lot of heartbreak and hard work that goes into it. And I have nothing but utmost respect for the people who, you know, put the put the produce in the grocery stores. And I'll tell you, I don't give a damn if it's more expensive. Uh, I will shop a farm stand uh, that some family is running before I'll step into a grocery store and, you know, get the same damn thing for several reasons. Not the least of which is and I don't know if anyone else has noticed it. But produce and fruits and all that stuff, they don't have any flavor anymore. They're so mass produced that the flavor has just been bred straight out of it. But you stop at that same farm stand that I'm talking about and you get a cantaloupe and you cut that thing open and it was grown on their farm, local water, local soil. Let me tell you something. That's going to change your life. So... You know, shout out to the farm stands, the farmers and the cattlemen out there who are 
busting it every day, fighting the tyranny to put it on our tables. And I've actually, I've got a whole bunch of seeds that I just got in because this coming year, uh, in to further our, um, efforts to become completely self-reliant, I'm going to put out several patches, uh, between herbs and veggies and things like that. And then I'm going to build a cold storage root cellar to put it all in because it's not going to get any better out there. It's only going to get worse. And, you know, if Brandon keeps up his shit, you know, because he's just lolly doodling through it, you know, just start thinking about any possible way that you can, you know, become self-reliant because it's not getting any better and inflation ain't going to end. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And, and yeah, and I think, I by the way, um, given your profession, I mean, I certainly uh, appreciate the work that uh, folks like you do to ensure that things get to our tables. Um, and I don't think people realize, right. Um, what, how you just like, how do things get to the store? I mean, forget, forget, you know, how they're made. Right. But how do they get to the store? And, you know, and, and truckers, right. Such, such as yourself ensure mm -hmm. that goods get from point A to point B. So, um, that's right. Yeah. And it, and everything, everything ties into everything else, you know, just because, you know, what I'm hauling right now, um, isn't like what Reverend Cybertrucker hauls, you know, he hauls a, uh, a refrigerated unit. Uh, I haul a dry unit. Um, but it doesn't mean that what I'm doing isn't impacting, you know, what is, what's being done by him. It's all a giant network, one leading to another. And, you know, from, from picking it up at the farm where it was grown to delivering it to the grocery store to be put out on the shelves. You know, if, if you got it, a truck brought it and uh, you know, I mean, we appreciate, you know, if, if you see one of us out there and you know, you have a chance, just say thanks. You know, it, it means a lot to us. We don't like, you know, we don't need a lot, you know, just don't cut us off. Cause you know, 80,000 pounds don't stop on a dime and we all want to go home at the end of the day. So, you know, just say thanks and, uh, you know, give a trucker a break and definitely give him some space because uh, we need it. Yeah. Thank you for your courage and such. As the, as the saying goes, right? Um, as it were. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and yeah, so, and I think one you know, one sort of, you know, to, to, you know, again, we've gone way off the rails, but that's, but that's, but I think it's important stuff that we're talking about here, not to, not to, not to belittle it by any stretch, but I think what we can say is that there's, there's a lot that, um, in our life that we, that there's a lot of stuff that, um, that we, that we can be thankful for, even if we're, even if we're find ourselves frustrated by all of the the, the, the obligations and stuff that we have. I think this is a good time of year, right? To be, I mean, it's always good to be thankful, I think, but especially during the holidays, I think there's a lot we can be thankful for that we live in an environment where we're, um, that we're not having to all go out and harvest our food from, from our own farm, right? That we can, that we live in a, we live in a, a society where we're able to go to the grocery store and buy whatever it is. Um, and, Precisely. And, and, and don't have to, don't have to go out and pick it or slaughter it or whatever. Um, that 
we do have friends and family, hopefully, right, that, that love us and um, that, uh, that want to be around us. Um, we should rejoice in that and be thankful for that. And, uh, and yeah, and I, re- and I realized that, yeah, it's, it's a tough time, especially for those of us who might be a little more sensitive to the feelings of other people, um, that it's, it's tough, but I think we have to be, um, you know, we have to be thankful. We have to be part of this. Um, you know, we, ha- we, we have to, I, I don't know, tie, you know, I don't know, tune in to the larger, you know, that, that larger sort of, you know, universal message of, you know, of love and understanding and, 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 you know, and, and really what the holidays are about, if you get right down to it is, yeah, we can go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. But we can, but we can all, yeah, we can all be just part of this, um, you know, you know, yeah, I gotta take advantage of that, you know, that, that global consciousness, that, that, that good feeling that we're all, that we all have during the holidays. And I realize it's stressful, but instead of focusing on all those stressful things, focus on the, the good things, focus on the, um, you know, if you have, if you happen to like being with your family, great, you know, uh, right. focus on that. Um, but there's also an aspect I think we need to touch on and, and, you know, it, it may sound cliche, but, um, if you're fortunate enough, uh, one to be listening to this podcast, um, but also if you're fortunate enough to have a meal on your table, and, you know, you know where your next meal is coming from during this holiday season, especially if you can just take a minute when you're at the grocery store. Throw a little something in your cart for those who don't. Sorry. Yeah. And this, you know, there's, lo- you know, and honestly, there are local food banks and that kind of thing that you can donate to. Yeah, that's that's where I was going is food banks. Yeah. So. And honestly, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that don't have, and and and, and I've been in that situation myself, right? Where, um, you as know, have I, yeah, um, where didn't have enough to eat, and and could have used a handout, and yeah, and it's, that's. But you know what? It's not a handout. A handout is if you're not trying to help yourself. It's a hand up, and and that's how you have to look at it because people who have to go to a food bank or who don't have enough, you know, in their lives. A lot of these people, they're not bad people. They just fell on a really shitty run of luck. They just, they need your love and compassion. Yeah. And don't treat them like they're less. Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. And, and yeah, I think people, you know, and yeah, and this is, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of things you can do you know, and honestly, like if I'm, if I'm telling people who to donate to, right. Um, right. Uh, I wouldn't donate to a national organization. I really wouldn't. I would donate. No, no, to, no. I would donate to. I don't believe in the bell ringers and we don't have to name them. But, no, exactly. Uh, no, no, I know. I, no. Large give, organizations. Give to I don't. a coat drive, give to an angel tree, give to a food bank. Keep, I mean, quite frankly, you know, take care of your own at home. Give give to local charity that's going to do good in your community. Because if we all do a little something, it turns into a big something. Yeah. And, and by the way, it's and, and you know, right, if I give it to a local charity, you can see how it's helping people. 
Yeah, you can see the good that it's doing. Yeah, and there's, by the way, there's less opportunity for it to be stolen and turned into something else, right? So. Oh my God, there's actually a list that my friend posts every year for all of her friends about, you know, when, but before you decide who you're going to give, you know, your charitable money to, take a look at where your money's actually going. And it's got, you know, the list of all the big, you know, Sally Ann's, Goodwill, uh, UNICEF, I don't know if UNICEF's on there, but, you know, just all the, all the big charities and it, and it tells, you know, who's really getting the money and how much of it are they getting? And it's, it's a really good way to just, you know, stop and think about if, if you're really trying to do something good, you know, instead of, and, and I'm going to sound like a dick here, no apologies for that, but Instead of, you know, dropping that $10 bill in that red bucket, why don't you find a mom who's trying to buy groceries for her kids and who's just that much short to cover her bill or, you know, a mom who's just trying to get Christmas? That's where your money needs to go. Help those who you see are in need. Because when you put good out you get good back. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So now I, of course I now have to play and I figured and now I can play it in a way that you can hear it. Uh, but send your cash, all cash, baby. Yeah. We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, just, that's, that's, but that's what, and that's what the, the large, um, that's what the large, um, charities want you to do is send cash. Um, but yeah, you ever wonder why? Well, yeah, because it doesn't go to the people <laughs> that actually need it. And yeah, you know, and I, exactly. and, I and I'll say that I've, um, and I don't, and I don't donate that much. Now my wife has spent a lot of time and this is, you know, we, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, parents taking responsibility for ch- children's education and that kind of thing. And then, you know, or whatever. And, you know, one thing my wife has been pretty good about and, and, and I, and I frankly haven't is, She's been good at giving her time to the kid, to the school, right, and the kids, right. Not mm-hmm. you know, and and also when they're you know in, in certain in charitable situations, she's been really good about giving for that, right, and being part of that um, that whole process, you know, that whole process, and and uh, and and yeah, and that's because that's something that. You know, and, and, but it's, but for local, right. It's for the, it's for the, you know, for the schools that my kids are going to, it's not just benefiting my kids, it's benefiting other kids. Uh, or it's not just benefiting the, you know, it's benefiting people in the local area. It's, you know, the, the old saying is charity begins at home. Right. And so precisely. And if we all give to somebody in our local area, then we've improved our local area. And, you know, and, and, and if everybody did that, then, would we need all these government programs to support people? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I would rather, instead of sending whatever tax money that I have to spend, you know, send to, you know, to, to, to Washington or whatever. Right. And, you know, and, and I'm not talking about Washington state where I live. I'm talking about the other Washington. Um, but uh, if I didn't have to send my tax money there, I mean, I could do some great good in the local community. There's I, a lot could, that could be done locally, no matter where you are if it wasn't so bureaucratic and full of bullshit. Yeah. And that's just the sad reality of it. Yeah. I would rather give my money to 
people in my local community, wherever it is, and, you know, and see where, and, and because then I can see the benefit of it. And first of all, they're going to get the full benefit. They're going to get more of the benefit of it because there's going to be less overhead, but right. I can also see the benefit of it. And, and, you know, and again, as, as, and I can see the good in it. And I, I did, I remember in college, I actually had to work in a homeless shelter for a period of time. Um, mm-hmm. This is part of one of the classes I took. And, you know, what I remember from that experience is that now there are some people in homeless shelters that that need help that they aren't getting from the system. Right. Because this is, yeah, of course. All right. There are, because we don't treat drug, we don't really treat drugs properly in this country as far as like, you know, as far as getting people off of drugs. Right. right. That in fact, the entire society, and this was even back in the nineties. Right. Cause that's when I, cause yeah. I went to college. Right. That, 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 there are some people that you just can't help, but there are people you can. So you try to, so we can't help everybody as much as we want to help people. We can't help everybody. We help the people we can. And there are people out there that are, that have come down on their luck for one reason or another, that they just need a hand up, right? They just need something. Exactly. They just need something to lift them. And, and if we can lift those people, then, you know, that, that better, that makes for a better world. And yeah, I realize that there are people that we can't help and I'm, and I'm sorry about that. Um, but, and, and, and we, and we should do more to try and help those people. But I think there's, there are limits to what an individual can do. And so, you know, I try to focus on as a, as an individual helping who I can. Um, right. there are some people in this world I can't help. Um, and, and that's what, that's where you need, you know, this going back to the empath, <clears throat> that's where you need to be able to, you know, kind of do what you can, accept what you can't. And have the wisdom to know the difference is the, the old saying, right? Precisely. Yeah. So it's kind of a, kind of a deviation play on, you know, serenity prayer. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean. Yeah. So. But okay, I think we've gone long enough. We 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 didn't talk enough about you know. I don't know. We somehow we started with the holidays and ended up in all kinds of weird directions. I don't know how I'm going to write the show notes for this. But we, I, I, you know what we did? We we kind of took a path of a squirrel up a Christmas tree. <laughs> squirrel you know? we, squirrel we, up a Christmas tree. I'm writing that down. <laughs> that's that's a show title right there. Yeah. Squirrel up a Christmas tree. But yeah, you know we we started at the at the base and we started going forward and then we just started going off onto different branches. And now here we are at the pinnacle at the top, at the star of our Christmas tree. And we are hopefully letting our light. I know a lot of people sorry. send blankets. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> just send your cash. Oh my God. That, that was, was perfect. That was just hilarious. That was phenomenal. Oh, well, anyway, it's because I was setting my... What I had, are we going to do with you? I don't know. Just don't give don't give a boy a soundboard. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Especially one I've built. All right. But I think but it's probably... Oh, but we've, but I think we've actually... We've uh, we've done uh, we've done enough damage here. We've uh, um, we've recorded two shows in one day, and uh, this although this one will come out at the uh, this will this one will come out at Christmas. So um, you're fired. Yeah, I know I'm fired. All I right. just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, of course. Uh, but you know, but I I just I, but but of course then you know. Take a look at my face, dick. Yeah, and then you know. I like it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Keep playing the clips all day. All right, let me go find. Let me go. What the- 
yeah let me let me go find the uh uh okay this is the music and i gotta turn it down a little bit before i start it up but this is the gonna we've got to do the end music so um that's right yeah exactly so we have to have some damn semblance yeah we have to have some damn semblance of an end show um so anyway um we appreciate y'all listening live and such um Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, our next show will be after January 2nd when we are on the No Agenda stream live after No Agenda. Who knows how that's going to go? It kind of It's going to go the same way every fucking show we do goes. Completely out of bounds, off the rails, off the wall, and everybody's going to have a great goddamn time. That's right. And we're I think we're actually we're going to talk about drugs. I think that's going to be our next show. We're going to talk about how how drugs are bad. Okay, and I'm talking about Big Pharma. Uh, why why that's you probably right. why you probably should not be taking anything from Big Pharma. But um yes. And, and that's so, why we do this podcast to educate people of the alternatives to Big Pharma. That's right. So, um, so with that, I think we're going to go ahead and end it. Um, and, uh, thank you for joining us with, for the Lotus podcast. Uh, I'm phone boy and I'm Phoenix and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.